Welcome to the Do Divorce Right podcast. I'm your host, Becca Maxwell, and I'm here to help you transition through your divorce with ease and integrity, to not only survive the challenges of your divorce, but to thrive as you come out the other side of it with a much better life than you ever hoped possible. On this show, we talk about many different aspects of divorce, interview women who have their own incredible divorce stories, or those who can offer some great advice as you go through yours. The focus here is to help you find the strength and support to help you feel lighter, happier, more positive, and in a better frame of mind to face the inevitable challenges of your current journey. I'm here today with the beautiful Angela from Bloom Within. Angela works with mums and tweens um, and young women about you know, gaining confidence and having um, great communication and the ability to bloom. But the real reason I've got Angela on today, and I do want to ask you about your work, but the real reason I, I wanted to interview you today was because I found that your story of coming from a marriage through a divorce out the other side was just something I think my listeners are really going to resonate with. So Angela, thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm feeling, yeah, very honoured. Oh, good. Um, so rather than hear it from me, would you like to tell us your story about, I guess, the the breakup of your marriage and where you were and kind of where you've come to now? I can ask questions as you go along. Yeah, absolutely. So I met my husband when I was, I think, 19 perhaps. Um, 1920 so I we were together for 16 years um so yeah from 20 to 36 we I was in a in a committed relationship I was married at 22 had my children at 26 and 29 and then yeah at 36 um the end of 2009 yeah found myself in a situation where my marriage had ended and yeah I was devastated of course um so just to be just to be clear this wasn't it wasn't your choice to end the marriage or or was it untenable and you chose to no okay no no it wasn't my choice we hadn't been um probably I would say happy for a couple of years and in hindsight we we let those things fester for too long by the time two years had come and we tried to get help, it was sort of a bit too late. I was still willing to to really keep going. Um, but, yeah, my husband at the time was just like, no, I'm not going to do this anymore, um, which was really hard because our children were six and eight at the time and I was very scared. Scared is an, an understatement. I I was a person who had never really made a decision on my own Wow. I had never travelled on my own. I'd literally gone from living with my parents straight into living with, um, you know, my husband and then mm. sort of getting – and I thought that I knew everything. I thought that I knew it all. Um, but I, looking back, I was just so young. Um, so, yeah, all of a sudden just having everything ripped out from underneath me and having to, you know – how am I going to raise these children on my own? And my husband, then husband, decided that he, we lived in, um, on the border of New South Wales and Victoria, and he decided he was going to move to Queensland. So, wow. So it was really raising was, the children on your own, on your own. 
it wasn't week on week really? off or yeah every second weekend there was no week yeah. on week off no every second weekend none of he that was, he, he was, was out he was done me. yeah does he did he have a relationship yeah. with the children once yes. he left absolutely okay yes yeah no and he's not you know he's not a bad person and he's not a bad father um it just we got to the end of the road in our our relationship um but yeah no he he did maintain i was very much wanting him to have a relationship with his children definitely 100% so um i would send them up to queensland whenever i could or he would come down whenever um okay he could in the holidays and things like that so that was a huge that was very very important to me and it still is now that, that they so let's go have back a, to the relationship well, let's go back to the words that you used at the end of that marriage. You used devastated and you used very scared. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about, I mean, I don't want you to rehash or, or go back a little bit, but I think there is a lot of opportunity for empathy in here um, mm. and to kind of revisit the journey that you've gone on. So I guess my question is, when you were devastated, what do you think were your biggest worries at that point what were you most worried about financial yeah definitely yeah. financial how was I going to make it work work mm. and be at home for my children and find a place for us to live and pay all the bills and do all the things but mainly the biggest one was financial how am I going to financially raise my children on my own yeah, you don't, it was huge. Yeah, you don't look homeless now. So do you want to tell us a little bit how you did make it work or, did you, you know, did it just accumulate over time? Did you hustle? It was a journey. It was a, a um, no, I didn't hustle. I, re I had, I think, what I now look back as was probably my first panic attack or only panic attack, but it was huge. I remember being in our family home at the time and my husband had sort of moved out and it just everything got on and I just I could not breathe and I just remember just not being able to breathe and it was the most awful thing and I remember the kids looking really frightened, um, yeah, gosh. you know, as well. And it was just the most intense feeling of just not being able to breathe and just everything just I, I couldn't control anything. And then once I came out of it, I, I felt like that was my falling point, you know, when you hit rock bottom. I feel like that was my my massive rock bottom. And once I pulled myself back up again, I something just came to me and I just, I don't know if it was a voice or if it was, but I just had this clarity of you get to choose how this story ends. Wow. You're the, the writer of your own story. You can choose to have a story of, you know, what happened to her because she, you know, never picked herself back up again or, wow, look what happened to her. I love that you got there on your own, that that um, epiphany happened without intervention. A lot of people, we need to, we need some advice or we need some I don't know whether it's affirmations. We we need a, a sign that we actually get to choose. It doesn't often come as an inner voice. So I love that that did for you. Um, 
and it was really strong and it was so clear and I just felt such a safety in that. And I was like, yeah, I get to choose. Angela, that sense. beautiful. This is my choice. And so I made a commitment with myself that I will just keep putting one foot in front of the other and I'll never look back and I won't go back because my story is going to be the successful story and not the other way. Um, and that's when I started. I picked up Louise Hay's book, You Can Heal Your Life, and I started with my mirror affirmations and I picked up any book that I could and I just started devouring myself in. I was essentially reparenting myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then this is another big moment in because I was just so scared. I was just so scared of everything. Still, I didn't. I lost about 10 kilos. I remember I couldn't eat a full meal for eight months. It took me eight months until I was able to finish a meal and eat a meal because I just felt so sick, like the anxiety. It was real. Yeah. 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 It was, and everyone was sort of, you know, wondering what's what's going on because mm. I didn't look well. Um, but I was determined to to sort of push push through that and and come out the other side. But I do remember because we separated um, about September two thousand nine, two thousand ten, New Year's Day. I decided, and I don't know where I got this from. Again, I think it was just another thing that came to me. I declared that I was having a yes year. A yes and so year. anything, a yes year. And to get me through my fear so that anything that came my way, if I got asked to do anything or try something new, I'd say yes. And Beautiful. So what I, did you yeah, try? Tell us. Oh, gosh, I did everything. I I went to the tennis for the first time. A friend said, do you want to come to the Australian Open? I don't even like tennis. I was like, yes, I'll go. So I went to the tennis. It was great. And I got yeah. asked to go to shows and concerts and I just said yes. And I went and um, I ended up rekindling with a, a girlfriend from primary school. She found me on Facebook because that was another thing. I wasn't on Facebook. So I hopped on Facebook. I was like, yes, I'll just join Facebook. Connect with um, people. Yeah. And I found a, my girlfriend from primary school and she was in Darwin and she said we should meet up. And I was like, yes. Wow. So I went to Darwin. Um, and met up with her I just any opportunity that came I said yes to really push myself outside um, my comfort zone and just trying new adventures going on drives because I was the type of person I was too scared to drive out of my hometown on my own in case I got lost yeah. so just saying yes to those things in you know going on adventures and going for car trips and, and doing things I would normally think oh oh no I, I don't think I could do that um, but you were just trying on different skins, trying on different lifestyles. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. I interviewed um, Fiona Morris. I don't know if you listened to that episode or if you've heard me talk about her, but she went from um, a marriage that ended quite abruptly, went into bankruptcy very quickly and then had to build her life up from scratch. And like you, she was absolutely devastated, shocked, taken aback, um, but like you, she decided I'm just going to try all the things and she signed up to like classes at the library and she signed up to gardening things and jigsaw puzzles, whatever, whatever, just <laughs> said yes to all the mm. things. So I love that intention of a yes day. That's very inspiring. That's very cool. Yeah, you mentioned there was a second, 
you, you mentioned that there was a second moment. So was that that New Year's Day moment? That yes, is that what you were of, referring of to? Giving myself a yes year. Yeah, mm. beautiful. And we it. had agreed for me and the children to stay in the family home for two years before we sold, um, just so that we had sort of somewhere to go. And I had just recently started a new job just before we separated, and <clears throat> my boss was very supportive and and she was sort of building a new home on the same block but just around the corner oh wow um and so I think towards the end of that year perhaps the house was almost going to be ready and she said did you want to rent it and I was just like yes I do because I didn't know where I was going afterwards and I thought that way we're still on the same block yeah the kids aren't interrupted with the school bus you have security yeah, anything. And so I decided to put the house on the market earlier and it was a bad time in the market, but I was so confident. I was really gaining my confidence and it ended up, I had people fighting over it on the first open house and it went well above what it was meant to go above. And That's incredible. I was saying, you know, this is a really silly idea. You shouldn't be doing this. And I was really gaining my confidence in myself to say, I get to choose now. I get to choose what happens and when it happens and I trust myself and I'm doing this. And and that was a really that was another really big moment for me into trusting that. Yeah. Um yeah, so I just but that that yes year, starting with that yes year helped me build momentum and helped me build my confidence to then be able to make some big decisions. Okay. I don't think I could have gone from nothing straight to that. No. And I think I heard there was something in between. What I what I was hearing was from the panic attack to getting to the yes year was very much just one step at a time, just oh, surviving one yeah. day at a time. Uh, at, at the start, it was one minute at a time. Wow. When it was really bad, it was one minute and then it was 10 minutes and then it was let's just get through the next hour. Let's just get through the next half a day. Like, yeah, when it was bad, it was literally minute by minute. And then the the increments would increase to, you know, okay, let's get through a full day. Let's get through a full week. Yeah. Um, so definitely very small increments. Yeah, beautiful. So tell us mm-hmm. then, you had a yes year. Things began to get stabilised. So, you know, the obviously the marriage never came back together again. You're in one part of the country. Your ex-husband's in another part of the country. Um, when were you able to look back on this journey and think, gosh, I think I've done it. I've survived the worst of it. Did that ever did that moment ever come to you and think, oh, probably now. I'm going to be okay? Yeah, why now? Probably just now. Um, I think because it's really challenging raising your kids on your own. It's just, and they're, they're 22. My son's 22 and my daughter's 19. And they're just incredible. It doesn't surprise me at all that they're beautiful human beings. If I know you at all, Angela, Mm -hmm. I know that you would raise beautiful human beings. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, thank you. But when when you're on on the road and you you just don't know. Of course. You're just just holding on going, 
I don't know if this is the right thing to do. I don't know if yeah. that's the right thing to do. And, and when you're doing the teenage years on your own and you're just holding on for dear life <laughs> and you're just literally going, I don't even know how this is going to come out the other side. Um, and I feel like, yeah, just just this year I've really been able to step back and look at my kids and go, wow, I did, it. I, I did do a good job. And I was doing a good job, but I think it's very easy to for us to not think that we're doing enough, being enough in in raising our children. That That's I think true. We're too hard on ourselves. Yeah. There's no medal for parenting, and yet I think they should be just given out <laughs> like willy nilly for all of the decisions that we need to make on a regular basis. Nobody gets it right, you know. Nobody does. It's so hard, mm. and we should be rewarded more often. Um. Mm. I am going to spoil the surprise a little bit. Um, you've remarried recently, right, last yes. year? Yeah. Yes. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the journey um, from devastation to wonderful love? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I knew that I needed to be on my own for two years. I was yeah. just like, I need two years to just undo everything, find out who I am. Find That's out really I couldn't smart. make a decision to save myself yeah. and I needed to learn what do I like, what do I want. I didn't even Definitely. know. So I was like, I just need two years. And I was very adamant that the person I met would also be by themselves two years um, at least just to go through that stuff. And I, I was very much adamant as well that my partner would have a good relationship with his ex. I didn't want to be around anyone who had a bad relationship or who talked badly about them or that there was all this toxicity and I just I wanted none of that because I wanted a really harmonious relationship with my ex and my future partner's ex for all, all of us to just be harmonious. So I was, yeah, very clear in, in what I wanted. Um, and I just went on my journey in doing I just remember thinking one of the first things I thought of when we separated I'd had a big dream of mine to take my kids to America when they were 10 and 12 and I remember when we separated thinking I can't do it I'm never going to get to go to America I can't do it I'll never be able to do that by myself I was devastated and I thought I'm never going to be able to buy a house on my own I'm There's never so much a car on my own. that we have to grieve, just, right? The expectations of the future that we were going yeah, to have yeah. and you have to say goodbye to it bit by bit. It, it is really hard. Yeah. And I was just so scared. And then when I sold the home and it sold for more, I had a little bit of, we had a little bit of extra money. And my boss who I worked for, she was great in empowering me to make decisions and do things on my own and, um, I was talking to her that, you know, I would have loved to take the kids to America. And she said, well, why don't you? And I was like, I, I don't think I could do that. And she's like, yes, you can. Of course you, you can. Money. Yeah, you do it wow. all by yourself. So I did. I took them on a pre-trip to Bali first with some friends um, because they asked me, did I want to go? And I was like, yes, sure. Um, yes, and yeah. I knew that once I'd <laughs> read, yeah, well, oh, I, I continued the yeses. Um, <laughs> But I knew that once I'd invested in a house again, because we were renting at the time, I knew that I invested, if I invested again, that I would be back to probably saying no again, back to being on a budget. So I had this small window of opportunity where I thought I'm 
I'm going to travel with my kids without a man because I need to do that. I, yeah. I need to know that I can do that. So, yeah, I took them to Bali on a holiday and then I took them to America for three weeks Fabulous. on my own. Whereabouts um, in the States did you go? Was, uh, we flew into LA and stayed in um, Santa Monica and did the Venice Beach and all that fun stuff. And then we did Disneyland and Universal Studios. Yeah. And then we flew over to New York and did New York. And then we flew to Vegas and did Vegas. Oh, and Grand Canyon. Um, it was just, it was so amazing. Um, and then when we, we flew back in Christmas Day, actually, so that was a beautiful, beautiful time to be over there at Christmas time. Okay. And then I think the next year after that I uh, signed up for a life coaching course and that was a 12-month course. Okay. So I did that for 12 months and really gained more and more confidence in myself and then decided that it was time to find a house and time to buy a house by myself because I can do it. Um, so I did. And then I let's just my pause. Car. Let's just pause that for a moment. Even the trip to the US, let alone the buying the house. When you've your marriage has come to an end and it's all you've ever known, and and you're in a panic, not sure how you're going to be able to pay the bills. The idea that you could manage physically, let alone financially, to travel with two children for three weeks in the states. And then be able to make some decisions mm -hmm. around purchasing a home and building your life back up again. It's Isn't it in, an incredible journey? You've gone from somewhere where that just presumably felt like it was not going to be an option. It, was, it looked like that was off the slate for you. And then in a span of ultimately a few short Two years. years. Yeah, wow. Yeah, well, it was 2010 and then 2000, end of 2012 I took them to America. 2013 I bought the uh, house. End of 2000, September 2013 I think we bought the house. Yeah. So So yeah. it can happen. It does happen. Oh, absolutely. And the life coaching course really helped me because it was a 12-month period. So we were – I was pretty much in a life coaching environment we were yeah. being coached all the time and so just to have that check-in every week and that backup and that belief and and being that that's what really took me to the next step I don't think I would have done all of that so quickly without that beautiful and just what an incredible investment how. in yourself yeah mm. and then all of a sudden it's 2014 and I thought Oh gosh, I said I'd only be by myself for two years. And <laughs> now we're 2014. Um, so 2015, I realized that I'd gone back to saying no, to right. say no to everything, especially when it came to relationships. No. Okay. So I was talking to my girlfriend and she said, if you keep saying no, you're never going to find, you know, find anyone. Mm. And I went, yeah, you're right. So I agreed again that I have to say yes anytime somebody asks me out because I was just saying no all the time because I was scared and I was just finding my feet and I was really, I wanted to get to a place where I was single and whole and I didn't need someone. Yeah. And so that became very important to me. I was like, I, I want to get to that place where I'm very comfortable and I don't need someone. 
they're an added addition and they're a beautiful cherry on top, but I'm single and whole by myself. I'm not complete. A man doesn't complete me. I complete me. That was my journey. And I felt like I'd got to that spot. Um, So 2015, I was really happy and I thought, okay, I'll, I'll just start saying yes. And I, funnily enough, my now husband, we met back at the end of 2011. So I was almost two years. Oh, wow. Through. The universe was knocking on your door and you weren't ready. That's uh, so um, interesting. You sent your signal out. You sent your order. But, Here he is. <laughs> well, I'd, uh, yeah, and I, I had a lot more work to do. Even though I was coming at two years, I still had a lot more work to do. And he was only like six months or something. So I was just yeah. like a big, nope. You're not, not you're yet. not the two years that I need, and so we sort of remained friends. And then, so when I said, but we would, people tried to set us up, but I wasn't really interested. Um, and we would see, we would run into each other, and he would often say, "We've never caught up for that coffee," and I just like, "No, no, we haven't." And off I'd go again, <laughs> and then. <laughs> so that happened quite a few times, and then after I'd made a commitment to say yes. We ran into each other in Aldi <laughs> and he was like, oh, I've seen, you know, I've been following you on Facebook and it looks amazing, all the stuff that you've done. And he said, we still haven't caught up for that coffee. And I said, no, we haven't. And he said, we should. And I was like, I have yes. to say yes. <laughs> so I said yes. That week I think I actually said yes like three times because um, I just had to say yes. So we had a coffee I think the next week and I've been together since. Beautiful. Oh, Angela, that's so gorgeous. Yeah. I love um, I love that there's so much intention about every element here. You intended to have a relationship with your ex-husband that was amicable. Um, you intended to have an engaged mm. co-parent. You intended to have time to rediscover yourself and know that you didn't need anybody else that you got you 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 know intended to become self-sufficient again in terms of financially getting um well I I don't know what what words to put put that but um you intended to gain your confidence and you started trusting yourself again all of that is so gorgeous can I ask you about the work that you do now because I think that's beautiful and and has that changed along the way were you always doing the work you do now let's talk about that yeah so I started out once I learned that it was my job to love myself and not somebody else's that was an epiphany because I grew up thinking that was somebody else's job to love me and so of course if my marriage fails then I must be completely unlovable and then who's going to love me now? And so once... Especially with two children and his baggage as well, right? You start feeling yeah, really unlovable. All, all the things. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I had to start doing mirror affirmations, you know, looking at myself in the mirror and saying, I love you. And that was just so foreign. I just was like, mm. oh, this is awful. Um, but I kept doing it and I kept gaining confidence and building my self-esteem and believing in myself. And realising that it's very hard to love someone who doesn't love themselves. It's almost impossible to love someone that doesn't love themselves. So you actually have to love yourself before you can allow someone else to love you. And my mind just was like, 
why aren't we taught that? Yeah. Why is this not taught in school? Why is this not taught in relationships? Why do we think that the be-all and end-all is that other person loving us? And I just wanted to spread that message as far and wide as I could. And so I started working with women, teaching that, and then it naturally led into, you know, teens because I thought, gosh, if I'd have been told this as a teenager, how different would my life have been? And then it naturally just flowed into tweens as well. Um, so it it wasn't working with the tweens and teens wasn't somewhere something that I sort of had planned. It just evolved that way. Right. Um, but I am very very passionate about teaching women and mothers how to love themselves because if if we do it, we naturally show our children how to do it. Yeah, okay. Because and they're how always can, watching. How do people work with you, Angela? What does that look like? So the tween program that I have online, um, there's a self-study option or there's a live option where I do weekly coaching as okay. well. So there's weekly With the mums and their children is it girls specifically yes girls yeah okay. the mums and their girls. daughters um, or just the daughters just with the daughters at the moment but I'm really feeling a calling of working with women very very strongly um so next year I think as part of the program there will be the mother's element as well because okay. I just it's yeah very very strong in me um so there's that, but then you can also work with me one-on-one as well. So I do do one-on-one sessions with women um, and one-on-ones with teens as well. But the, the tweens have their have their program. Okay. Tell me how – I'll put it in the show notes, but why don't you let us know how people can find you? So I'm on Facebook at Bloom Within and then Instagram at Bloom Within and also my website, www.bloomwithin.com.au within I love it is there anything that I've yeah. missed from your story I think there's so much in here that will resonate I really do we've spoken about you know the devastation of the end of your marriage and the steps that you took and the intentions that you made and you've come out the other side you're now married to a wonderful man your children are adults is there anything that you would want to a message you might want to pass on to somebody who is currently where you know you've been? I just want every woman to know that she is enough exactly how she is. And it doesn't matter if you are in a relationship or out of a relationship. Self-love is the best kind of love. I've made T-shirts that say that. I've made jumpers that say that because self-love is the best kind of love and even though it might feel devastating and horrible and you feel like you're never going to get through and there's no light at the end of the tunnel if you can start just putting one foot in front of the other and make an absolute commitment to yourself that you are worthy and that you are enough and that you will love yourself everything else will fall into place 100% guaranteed and you will teach your if you don't want to do it for you I often say this to women they're like it's so hard I can't do it and I was like yeah but you want me to teach your daughter how to do it I can do that but she's watching you so if you don't want to do it for you please do it for your daughter fake it till you can make it 
Start yeah. loving yourself. Start talking about yourself in a really positive way. Delete all the negative. Don't let that negative stuff come out of your mouth in front of your children about yourself because they take that as their internal dialogue. And so if you don't want to, if you find it hard to do it for yourself, do it for your children because as women, we're selfless. We'll do anything for our kids. So start loving yourself for your kids and yeah. then they will naturally take on that as well and they will love themselves and that's the best gift you can give anyone yeah and then it's almost like the children are the um they might be the conduit to make you start but actually the benefit comes back to you figure out who you are you genuinely end up liking yourself you genuinely end up loving yourself so you started out doing it for somebody else to model it but then it actually mm. works and it's beautiful and then when you see your kids confident and your kids standing up for themselves and your kids being authentic it just it's bliss yeah so Angela, thank you so much for your time. I think you're a gorgeous human being and I really am delighted to share your story. Thank you. Thank you so much for, yeah, having me and allowing me to look back on the last, what are we, 12, 12 years, I think, coming up to yeah. eight years maybe. Coming up um, to 13 years, yeah. Good for you. All right. Thanks, Angela. Thanks for listening. I hope you took something of value out of this episode. I'm your host, Becca Maxwell, and you can find me on the web at dodivorceright.com or on Instagram at dodivorceright. I look forward to connecting with you there.